It's a Thanksgiving iRacing downshift, which means some healthy debate. It's not a pie if it's not sweet. It's still going to be pie. Settling past debts. Maybe Kevin will bring his credit card this time. Probably not. And guests talking about the good old days. I can't believe it's almost been 10 years. <laughs> You're old, man. Nim and Tyler Hudson join us, so strap in. Welcome to iRacing Township. I'm your host, Greg West. I'm back with the boys, Kevin, Bobby, and Chris Leone. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the uh, huge sale going on right now, Black Friday sale. We've got the Coke finale recap. We're going to talk about Woo at Charlotte. Big guests today, Nimcross and Tyler Hudson join us to talk about stewarding and kicking people out of Twitch streams. Uh, and then we have some other goodies. Kevin looked at me kind of funny when I said kicking people out of Twitch streams. Well, I, I don't know. That's not all they talk talk about but uh it's part of it i guess well you have to listen to find out the rest that well, was my clickbait all right i got you all right it's it's, it's they, they didn't kick you out of a twitch stream did they y you'll find out you'll have to listen <laughs> you'll have it. to listen how you guys doing today i'm doing awesome the world cup just started I'm do you excited. like football i do can you I, not tell by my my outfit today i wish this was a video recording so people can see how team usa'd up kevin is right now <laughs> I am so excited. We're recording this while England is playing Iran. Uh, no spoilers in case, well, this will come out long after the game's over, but we won't uh, update the scores. USA is playing this afternoon. England's up 3-0, everybody. And, and, <laughs> and by the way, I am taking the afternoon off uh, for no particular reason other than to watch. <laughs> to burn vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, just to be real, uh, we have not, we had a hard time getting this started because we've been cracking up. So this is probably not going to be a funny episode, but we're entertained. So you're stuck with us. <laughs> How you doing, Chris? Uh, hanging in there. Um, continuing my normal adventures of driving everything on the off-road tracks possible in hopes that I can find something with headlights that works so we can run night races. Um, but also preparing to host Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, that'll that'll be a little bit of an adventure. Are you Today's cooking a turkey? Well, yeah, no, we uh, we just we got one of the things from like the local supermarket, and you know, I you have to temper your expectations, guys. It's me. So you're having a fake Thanksgiving. It's sort of. Yeah, <laughs> you take the frozen turkey and drop it straight in the fryer, right? That's every firefighter in the country thinks that's, that's what every fire department is is posting about, right? Don't right. Uh, hashtag yeah. uh, disclaimer: Please do not listen to me. I was facetious. That was a joke. That was not good. Do not do that. Please follow all recommended cooking instructions for turkeys. Really? No. Really, what you do is you buy as many of the hungry mans in the frozen food aisle as you can, and you microwave them one at a time. Wow. That's how you do. I'm not, I'm not asking for an invitation to your Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm not going to Chris's house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> no. And now, not that I was going to get an invite, but uh, yeah, I'm that's definitely fair. I, I got a new smoker, and uh, we're smoking the turkey. This yeah, time. and I still haven't gotten an invite, so when I make this nice chocolate pie, <laughs> I, I, I'm making this chocolate pie that Kevin has no faith that I can pull off. I was going to make two chocolate pies and drop one it's off for Kevin and pie. No, it it's has not. no sugar. No, it's, it's just sugar. It's sugar free, but it's still good. Yeah. What's the point of a pie without sugar in it? Kevin, maybe I'm trying to give case, you a nice hint, right? buddy. Friends, <laughs> well, friends, taking care of friends. No, it's not a pie if it's not sweet. It's quiche. It's still gonna be pie. I'm okay. I'm not bringing you one now. Fair enough. That's it. I'm not eating it. <laughs> I might bring one for Laura. I think that's the end of the podcast. I think we're done. We're okay. No well, we've got so, that taken everybody. care of. All right. Well, let's talk about things that have to do with eye racing. Since Kevin's not getting any pie, Chris is cracking up right now. Uh, Kevin! I, sometimes I just need to let the magic happen between you two. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a, a nice teaser for what we're going to talk about where Kevin and I are stuck together for a week. Oh, maybe, that comes yes. later. Maybe Kevin will bring his credit card this time. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe I'll... <laughs> we're not getting a rental car, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, there's something going on in the world of iRacing that makes it a little bit less expensive for people. Why don't we talk about it? Sure. The Black Friday sale is once again upon us, right? Started, uh, I guess, a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that. Goes through December 1st. Probably most people listening to this already know, but if you're not a member, it's 50% off any membership, any new membership. Uh, and if you are a member uh, or a, uh, an expired member, it's 25% off the one or two year renewals. So pretty good deal. 
Uh, hope to see some people coming back. I know sometimes people uh, take a few months off, but there's a perfect time to reactivate and come back and go racing. Especially Plus since we got lots of stuff coming in the build. Yeah, too. we got. We're gonna talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another man. All kinds of clickbait in this one. Really, <laughs> if you're interested in our Black Friday sale, iRacing.com/slash/BlackFriday has the goods is what Chris put in the outline, and so I have read I, it verbatim. I appreciate that you did that. It it makes me. Oh, makes he's me correct. Confident, I'm here for you, dude, for sure. (laughs) All right, let's talk about some esports. We had the E NASCAR Coca Cola Racing Series season finale live. I gave you a ding, but you kind of missed it. You You know know what? No one likes you. (laughs) (laughs) Grammar police over here. All right, we had the Coke finale at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte with the four, uh, the final four uh, contenders there. Kevin, you were there. Tell us about it. I was there. It was awesome. We haven't done a live event like that for a finale of an esports series uh, previously, uh, and it was awesome. The Hall of Fame is the perfect backdrop for an eNASCAR event, obviously. Um, so to have the top four drivers, the guys that could actually win uh, the championship, uh, racing on stage was super cool. Tons of work behind the scenes to make that happen, as you can imagine. Those guys race on very particular equipment. NASCAR um, did a great job of getting them everything they needed, whether it was their their actual equipment or um, the same same brands, things like that. So everybody was super comfortable, uh, other than everybody staring at them, because there was a couple hundred people in the room. Uh, <laughs> Dale Jr. was in the house. Uh, it was awesome. You know, he, gave, he presented the trophy that's named after him, the one he designed. Uh, which was, it's enormous. If you haven't seen pictures of it, check it out. It's it is, huge. You know, what, with the base, it's about five feet tall. So it's, it might be taller than Chris. I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, man, uh, the zingers are today. flying today. Man. <laughs> it was, But it was a great event. Uh have to thank NASCAR, the Hall of Fame, um, and the competitors. Uh, we had great viewership of the event as well. So the broadcaster guys had to do even more work. I mean, they obviously have to connect with uh, webcams and things norm on a normal broadcast. So they have all competitors, but we also had live roaming cameras, right? The broad, um, the desk was at a broadcast desk. So we had cameras on them and there was a guy walking around with a camera on stage. So a whole nother level of complexity. And uh, I think it pulled off really well. It was super fun to be there, running around, just helping out with little things here and there. Um, but I didn't get to sit and watch the entire race until I got home. You know how that goes when you're at an event. Um, but it was uh, hopefully hopefully everybody that watched it enjoyed it. It, it was it was pretty impressive to, to pull off. Well, let's talk about the shenanigans a little bit. Casey Kerwin wins the whole thing, does so in style, comes out of turn four on the last lap, and decides to do the uh, little bit of a drift out of turn four. His eyes did get big for just a split second. Uh, you thought second. he was going to wreck. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was going to wad it up. If you're interested in it, YouTube, Lindsey Jacob Ellis, Lindsey Jacob Ellis at the Olympics, and and you will you will know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, he had a, a nice a drift across the to win the whole thing. Uh, collected a cool hundred thousand dollars plus other prize money from this season. But I think the real prize, Kevin, afterwards they were talking about him and Dale Jr. and uh, one of the Richard Petty race cars. I did turn around after the race and I, I looked <laughs> and I see Casey climbing in one of the calls cars in the Hall of Fame, one of these historic cars. And I, I almost started to run over and then I saw Dale Jr. was standing right next to him. And I thought, well, he can probably let anybody get into any of these cars. So I guess it's OK. So he got to sit in a, one of uh, Richard Petty's old cars, which was super cool. But I, I think the highlight of the event for me was Casey's dad getting up on stage and hugging him right after he won. That was super cool to see. That's uh, always the know. best part of these when the family runs in. It, it is. It's, it's always yeah. a good time. We, we love it's one of the reasons it. these live events are so cool, because that doesn't always happen. Um you know, remotely. It has in the past. Zach um, Novak's mom running Zach in. That was awesome. great. Yeah. But to see it live in person, his dad was so excited. So excited. Uh, obviously, Casey was pretty happy as well. He's yeah. got a big check yeah. coming to him. So, Can Casey pick that trophy up by himself? I don't no, think any one person could pick it up. I'm not lifting it any higher than this. Remember? Yeah. Did you guys hear yeah. that? I missed I missed that. Yeah. yeah no, was... that's, that's what he said. He said, I'm not lifting it any higher than got it to a little below his shoulders. And... That's a two-person trophy for sure. <laughs> yes. 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 
yeah, great show. Uh, lots of fun. Excited for next year's uh, edition of the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. Um, that is not our only championship series going on right now. Uh, Chris, woo, Charlotte, let's talk about things that go round and round on dirt. Yep, same weekend that uh, uh, that the NASCAR season ended. Uh, we sent some folks to uh, the World of Outlaws World Finals, the dirt track at Charlotte. Tyler, who we'll have on uh, momentarily, and Angela from the marketing team were down there. Uh, we celebrated Evan C taking the uh, championship in the iRacing World of Outlaws Butt Kicker Late Model Series. Um, do I not get a bell? Come on. You do. That was way better than Greg's attempt. You can tell it's Thanksgiving week. We're getting ready for the family insults and all of the, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, coming we're, togethers we're of Thanksgiving. Get, get warmed up. <laughs> there, there you go. You got your absolutely for the show, too. Um, <laughs> so we got to celebrate Evan down there, who had a fantastic season in the late models, locked up the title with a race to spare, uh, just was running up front the entire season long. But we were also down there. Uh, for you console folks, uh, selling copies of World of Outlaws Dirt Racing, which continues to uh, burn up the track on both PlayStation and Xbox consoles, available now. And uh, weekly game updates at worldofoutlawsgame.com. I'm putting those online tournament stories up every single Monday, so you know where you can go to race. Chris has turned into a robot, but that's okay, because Chris is here on his day off. And uh, so... <laughs> The production value of this show sometimes is oh, subpar because we'll I'm the one flat. that hits it. So it, it's I'll fix it in post. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll dub it. Sorry I fell into the ether. It for makes us endearing, I think. Yes. So, well, speaking of Tyler Hudson, we had Tyler Hudson and Nim Cross on. Uh, Nim Cross, Chief Steward of iRacing. Tyler Hudson is our comp senior competition director. They do very similar things, but very differently. And kind of the the guys behind the curtain that make things happen for our big competitions. Kevin and I sat down with him last week and uh, talked about all things stewarding and things of that nature. That's not my best introduction, but yeah, that was weak. But it, but the point gets across. We got Nim and Tyler. We got right? Nim and Tyler. We're gonna talk about race cars and things that go vroom. So, for, without further ado, Nim Cross and Tyler. That's All right, Kevin and I are back, and we have not one but two guests this week. We have iRacing Chief Steward Nim Cross here to ban Kevin from iRacing, and then <laughs> Tyler D. Hudson, Senior Competition Manager iRacing, have joined us today. We're going to talk about uh, racing. I mean, on iRacing, whether it's in the official series, whether it's uh, in, in our World Championship Series, e all the above. So thanks for joining us today, gentlemen. We might talk uh, some real racing, too. I mean, these guys are, uh, one of them races, one of them's at a dirt track literally every other day of the year, I think. That is that also <laughs> true. We'll, we'll probably get into a little of that. So. All right, well, let's kick it off here. Let's talk. Nim, introduce yourself. Tell the folks, what does the chief steward at iRacing do besides just hand out perma bands all day, every day? Well, we get, uh, obviously, a lot of races that happen through the week, thousands of races that happen on iRacing through the week. And uh, at that time, there's going to be incidents and people that are not happy with certain issues. And uh, they have the ability to file a protest. And they can do so just by looking at the results page uh, of their race. And they click the file protest button. And if somebody's intentionally wrecked them or done something to them that's a, a violation to our terms of service or the iRacing sporting code, they file the protest and then um, either myself or my staff, and we have five guys that work uh, work in the, the protest department other than myself, will review that protest and uh, determine whether there was a rules infraction or not. And if there was, they will proceed to uh, facilitate that protest and contact the person with the violation and, and uh, go from there. All right, we're going to get into the details of that in, in just a minute. And then we're also, let's, uh, Tyler, introduce yourself. So I am senior competition manager of uh, iRacing. So that basically means I manage our esports competitions, like the Pro Series, uh, the NASCAR College Series, all these special kind of series we run or, or competitions we run. I kind of manage the drivers, manage the rules, and everything that goes with it. So similar to them, like all of the, these competitions, almost all of them have, or the sporting code isn't affecting all of these. Plus we have additional rules above and beyond the sporting code that we have to uh, enforce and police throughout the uh, competitions. 
So similar, but different. Right. In right. Short. I mean, well, very similar in the fact that uh, the sporting code is in effect. So if something happens in there, like an intentional wreck, they can protest to NIM or they can go through the uh, esports channels and protest directly to the race director, whoever that might be. Uh, it's me, or sometimes it's it's uh, coworkers. So, um, and we we handle it the same way. We we uh, we rule on the incidents and or the rules infractions and and assign penalties. All right. Now, you guys, before we get into the to the uh, the details of of what it's like to be the enforcers of iRacing, uh, you guys do a lot in the real world uh, real world racing. Also, once again, similar but different. Tyler, you spend some time behind the wheel, and Nim, you spend a lot of times up in the grandstands. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about. Let's start with Nim. Uh, let's talk about your interest in real world racing and what all uh, what all you're involved in. So I've been addicted to uh, real world racing and absolutely <laughs> every every kind since I was a kid. Um, we go to a lot of uh, dirt tracks around here, and I follow a lot of outlaw races and uh, 410 sprint car races. And I go to about 80 a year, 80 races a year. And, uh, you know, we'll hit some other types of races too. I like to go to summit points, see some sports car races or motorcycle races down there every once in a while. And, uh, just hit, hit up as much as I can. You know, uh, I love working for iRacing. Uh, I work at home though. I work in my basement and in my office. And when I am, when I'm in, in the office five days a week and, and working, I like to get out on the weekends and I like to go to races. I like to do, uh, just go watch and be with my friends at the track and, and watch the, watch the cars and, you know, just, uh, just enjoy the atmosphere. And I just love racing, uh, with all my heart. That's kind of why I, I work for iRacing. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I like to bring, bring the, uh, joy of real racing to, you know, as much as we can uh, possible to people that uh, won't get the chance to drive real race cars. And, you know, I just love the atmosphere. Love it. What are some of the uh, local tracks in the Pennsylvania region that are some of your favorites? Well, uh, obviously, the, where every Friday night you'll find me at the Williams Grove Speedway. Uh, I'll be at Port Royal or Lincoln Speedway on Saturday nights, uh, maybe Baths on a Sunday. Uh, head out to Eldora every once in a while, Attica. And uh, just is wherever the big race is that weekend, that's where I'll be. Kevin, there's a lot of similarities, places that NIM goes and places that are on iRacing. You notice that? <laughs> yeah, it's quite the coincidence. Huh? Jeez. Huh. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I have my normal job as chief steward, but I, I have been lucky enough to be involved in uh, signing some tracks and drivers for uh, different things that we do. And uh, uh, that's one of the blessings I have here at iRacing that I get to work uh, with uh, a number of different uh, parts of the company and do do certain things and you had your hand in a lot of the same sorts of things for the world of outlaws dirt game as well right uh, yeah help, uh, help yeah. them getting drivers involved and things like that yep i had the pleasure of signing a lot of drivers for that game and uh uh through all the different series and had a, had a good time doing it probably easy when they see you come and they're like hey nim right yeah everybody knows me now yeah <laughs> that's a good segue because we throw it over to tyler tyler you now you do your real world racing as well but you've spent a lot of time with your uh, getting your hands dirty in the development of the World of Outlaws console game, right? Yeah, yeah. Similar to uh, Nim, I I had a little bit of a hand in getting some late model guys signed, um, some street stock guys, a lot of those names that we see in that uh, game. So that was fun. But also on the, uh, you know, on a larger scale, probably we had a lot to do with the physics of that game and working with uh, some engineers here at iRacing. And Travis Sullenberger, who is another competition guy, we, we went in there and, you know, worked on the physics for every car, the AI, like everything, um, you know, so that was, that was a lot of fun. It was, I learned a lot, but it's a lot of driving. So like my <laughs> buddies all here around me have the game and they're always like, you want to get on and play? And I'm just like, man, I'm so tired, but <laughs> maybe another time, but, uh. I've, I've turned so many laps on every single track that we have in that game. It's It was really fun, and it was a learning experience, but it was a lot of work. True or false, you dev that entire game with a controller. That's true. And then you yep, plugged Xbox your... Xbox controller. Then you plugged your wheel into it, didn't you? I did that recently, actually. So well after the game released, I plugged my wheel into it, 
I was like, I'm just going to try this out, and it actually worked really, really good. I had to change a little bit of the settings, like the sensitivity and things like that, but uh, I was telling the engineer we worked with on the game that it, it's so weird. We did all the development on the controller, and when I plugged it in, the wheel into it, I, I really felt like – this is going to sound cliche or whatever, but it really felt like I was driving my car at the real racetrack like the as far as the way you move your hands and you're you're working the wheel into the corner or through the corner and all that like it felt pretty accurate and it was pretty pretty neat that it all came together like that well let's expand on that a little bit you talk about your car that you drive in the real world what uh what car do you drive in the real world yeah so i this year we got a it's called a sportsman crate late model it's a dirt late model with a uh 602 crate engine that comes straight from GM. And uh, yeah, so we, we've been doing that this year. We ran, I think, 14 races and we got four wins and finished second points at the at the track I race at, which is Jackson Motor Speedway here in central Mississippi. And we, we traveled off to a couple of bigger races in those 14 races and did really, really well. And so, I'm, I mean, it's just been a dream season, honestly. I a lot of people may know that I've, I've driven cars in the past, like, you know, in the past 10 or 15 years, but haven't had a ton of success because I just, you know, lack of funding or whatever excuses you could come up with. And then to go into this year and have so much success was really, really fun for me. And just, it's just nice to prove to myself that I could do it because I, I, I've won a lot of stuff on iRacing. So to be able to turn around and do that in the real world is super cool. I think we forgot to mention in our intro that you are a uh, past world championship uh, champion, right? So, yeah, yeah, won the. I can't believe it's almost been ten years. <laughs> You're old man. <laughs> but uh, the eNASCAR Coca Cola World Champ, uh, Coca Cola Series back in 2013. It, like three sponsors ago, it had a different name back then. But uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went to like the peak uh, antifreeze series, and yeah, yeah. it was, it was a. That was fun. It, obviously, when I took the job, I kind of had to put that aside. So my competitive juices continue to flow, though, you know, as, as Greg West can probably relate to that being an Olympian. So I had to find something. And uh, it was it was great to put that into a real car and actually go out there and be successful in it. Well, you're definitely turning some heads and it's got to be pretty cool to roll it off the trailer in the, the iRacing colors. Uh, that's, oh, uh, yeah. Sure that yeah, I, I can't go to the. Yeah, I can't go to the track without people coming up to me. And this is my home track. I've been going here since I was a kid. And I have new people come up to me literally every time I go to the track that say they know iRacing or they play iRacing or they've played the World of Outlaws game. They notice my car is in the game. Just all kinds of cool stuff like that that I had no idea that many people around me even knew what iRacing was. And so it's it's just – it's really, really fun, and it's pretty cool. Kevin, so let me get... ask you a question about, uh, about your – you, you had to retire from the eNASCAR series, right? But back That's then, right. Your, your championship check was ten grand, I think. Right? <laughs> would, you, in. Would, you, would you stuck around with Because now it's a lot more. Uh, well, right? I, I've, I've uh, joked I around. I think won like 110000 112000 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's come a long way. Yeah. And it's awesome to see that. And it's awesome to feel like I had a little part in that. You know, it's it's uh, something I'm very proud of. So you've had a uh, lot of part into it. I mean, you were a competitor for many years. And and one that didn't come up on our radar a lot, uh, by the way, which is good, because some of, you know, sometimes that's you why don't you have want a, to be well, on the radar. That's why you have a well, job. Now, now might say otherwise, but uh, <laughs> all right. I did but, have uh, some stuff on my account. Well, we all did. Nim, how many times have you had to give Tyler a timeout? Be honest. I, I tell you the truth. I have had to give Tyler times out long before I race him. Um, I've, <laughs> known, I've known Tyler since he was a very young pup, and he used to race in my leagues even before I racing and uh, uh, so I've gotten to see the whole career and life of Tyler Hudson. It's, it's <laughs> I can make it a really quick story though. But so Nim had this league way back. I was maybe 10 or 12, I don't know, 13. And he, uh, I had a very bad reputation back then. I was a kid. I was doing dumb stuff. I mean, people understand how that is, but he actually let me into his league back then. And I took it as an opportunity to re like change my reputation and, and most people didn't want me in the league. Nim let me in, and I feel like I did that. Like it was Nim that gave me that opportunity to kind of redeem my reputation, which 
a lot of people in our racing could probably say the same thing. So it's pretty neat that it's come full circle with Nim and I. Yeah. Nim's run a, a lot of leagues, from what I understand, which probably got him involved in iRacing. But Nim, your most recent uh, endeavor within the within <laughs> iRacing has been the what is it? Current season staff challenge or whatever. Nim, well, talk- yeah, we. I'm sorry, Greg. We call it the current season series race challenge. Current season race challenge. And uh, I just like to I like to race. I like to race when I, I racing. So this was kind of a a selfish little gig for myself, but it turned into something a little bit better. Um, man, myself and uh, Robert Robert uh, Plumley, who is an employee of iRacing, also uh, we race a lot. So we kind of just want to track our races together, so you know we can compare points in the different series that we run. And I, th- I was thought thought about it, and I was like, why don't we just get everybody involved in this? Uh, and and everybody that races uh, who are in iRacing, uh, who are staff members of iRacing, we'll just make this uh, spreadsheet and we'll get everybody to track the results and we'll kind of challenge each other uh, to to compete in these different series throughout the season and uh, just track points and have bragging rights and, you know, be able to jab at each other a little bit throughout the season, uh, you know, who's doing well, who's doing not, and just, just poke at each other. And uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, we It's called the uh, Current Season Race Challenge and, we just simply write our results into a spreadsheet uh, and uh, we total up the results at the end of the season and see who can beat me. There's There's been some pretty <laughs> decent trash talk that has come out of this. And I think Bob and I have both been on the receiving end uh, of trash uh, talk it, from it, him. It used to be my favorite Slack channel. Not anymore. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys will be afraid and uh, they'll stop racing for a little bit. So I have to go in there and, and pump them up a little bit. Yeah, you miss uh, a week and Nim is all over you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's get into the details a little bit about what you guys do on a daily basis. And once again, it's it's similar, but it's very different given the, the scope of each of your responsibilities. Nim, let's talk about stewarding for official racing on iRacing. And like like we said, you oversee all that and you have a staff, a, a, a good crew that, uh, that help it out. It's not just you deciding on every single incident. But let's talk about kind of your view on the enforcement of the sporting code, educating, and unfortunately those times that you do have to, to have people step away for a bit. So one thing we have to remember, you know, we have 210 plus thousand uh, drivers on iRacing. And uh, they are all people that we want to have racing on iRacing and we don't want to interrupt that from them. Um, iRacing is a hobby and it means a lot to a lot, you know, all these people who are using it. Uh, they invest a lot of time into their setups. They invest a lot of time into the racing, practicing, and everything like that. Uh, I racing is very competitive, though. And when we get into a race uh, with 20, 30 other people, you know, there's bound to be uh, incidents that happen. And uh, when an incident happens, you know, most of the time it's just a racing incident. When it, when there is a racing incident, you know, it, the the uh, licensing that we have and the ratings systems that we have add consequences for every incident that happens. Um, what we are here for in the protest department, though, are for issues that happen that are beyond just racing incidents. Uh, when somebody intentionally wrecks somebody or somebody's cussing somebody out or when, when infractions happen against the terms of service, people are uh, welcome and we encourage them to file a protest so it can be reviewed and when it when it is reviewed the information comes into us as a ticket and uh we we review those tickets and we determine whether there was a rule infraction or not and if there is a rule infraction then uh we we log it uh sometimes we send out coaching notes and uh we inform the people we we remind people of the rules at alley racing and if uh you know if they accumulate so many coaching notes eventually they're gonna receive a suspension and uh, if they receive uh, a second suspension it's gonna be longer than the first and and so on uh, obviously we don't want to do that but if it does happen it has to happen so um, and it's for the benefit of all of our members so that when you, they, you go out into the track, you know there are consequences for bad behavior and uh, the races will be better because of it. That's that's a great explanation of everything. I mean, is it fair to say that that you know, the majority of the incidents you get are 
not intentional. Uh, you know, the people are not intentionally wrecking people. They're making mm-hmm. mistakes. Uh, yeah. and things happen, uh, but not malicious mistakes. Is that so? Here's here's you know we look at the different protests that come in, and uh, like I said too, we we're over two hundred ten thousand people racing on the service right now, and uh, thousands of races happen per week. So we'll get about twelve hundred protests a week, something like that. And uh, in those twelve hundred protests, I figure about forty percent are legitimate protests where there's been some kind of infraction that we need to address. About 40% are uh, racing incidents, you know, just accidents that have happened. People made a mistake, uh, you know, something like that. But uh, somebody decided to protest it anyway. And uh, what, so what, 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 what would that be? Is that like I, I missed my breaking point by yeah, a few meters yeah, and bumped into, there, you, bumped into the back of Greg and he spun off, I spun off. I mean, yeah. I certainly didn't mean are, to do it, but. Believe me, yeah, with you everything. Did. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, if it was Greg, maybe I did, but uh, with everything that we see, there are infinite number of possibilities. Believe me, but yeah, it's generally somebody missed a breaking point, somebody touched the uh, rear of another car, um, you know, and spun the person out by accident. Uh, what what we try to determine is intent. Um, in cases like that, we believe that there was no malicious intent. So if it was an accident um, or no malicious intent, then uh, we will rule it. We don't uh, rule it as a, we don't call it a racing incident. We call it uh, uh, basically a, a, a no fault incident or, or some, somebody that, you know, it wasn't intentional. So we'll, we'll send an email out to the person who sent the protest explaining, you know, what we found. After that, the, the last 20% of things that you see are uh, maybe a protest wasn't sent without a replay or there just wasn't in the, the correct information or the protest wasn't explained properly. So there are a number of issues where the protest wasn't filed properly and uh, we can't move on from there, but we will reply and explain to the person, you know, what's needed or what was missing and uh, let them know about that. But every... so they could, they could re-enter it or, or learn Absolutely. for the next yep. time. Oh, I forgot to send the replay or if they didn't save it, well, now they know they ought to for the right. next one. Like so they have everybody, any incident that happens, everybody has seven days to send a protest. And uh, as long as, you know, if we say uh, we don't have the right information in there, you still have time on that protest. Uh, you can get the correct information and you're certainly welcome to do so. You know, our goal is to take care of all infractions. So we're not going to say if you send something in wrong, we're not going to say, well, you sent it in wrong. We're not reviewing this. We want you to send it in correctly because we actually, you know, we want to take care of issues that need to be taken care of. You know, our goal is to prov- provide uh, a great racing environment and a, a, a place where people can go and race and understand uh, that if they do bad things or if they treat it like uh, they're playing PUBG or something like that, then then they need to be taken care of. But uh, we want to provide a racing environment where people are competitive and there's consequences for poor actions and uh, just like there is in the real racing world. Nim, I- um, we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I'm putting you on the spot. But what would you say a ballpark percentage is of protests that come in where it's amateur drivers holding other amateur drivers to highly professional levels? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're sticking it three and four wide going into turn one yeah. and expecting everybody else around them to hold hold their line. It's funny that you ask me that question because I've actually been thinking about that a lot this past week where uh, – you know, people have the expectation of, uh, you know, I see NASCAR and I see them racing this level on a Sunday and they have that same expectation when they log into the service that they want uh, racing at that type of level. But we have to remember here that 90% of the drivers on here, and that's a generous, I think, uh, you know, uh, percentage, but we're all amateurs. You know, I'm an amateur and we're all amateurs and we race and we're, for, you know, doing it for fun. There are top level drivers and we saw them in the Coke series this year. Those guys are amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, you see Casey Kerwin and those guys race and they are at a level that is beyond what the great majority of everybody on this service will see. And so so when we race you know, we're going to make mistakes and uh, we're all learning lines. And there are some very, very good drivers on iRacing. And it is, a, it is a, as far as the service go, it is a very high quality of racing that you will see on the service. But we all make mistakes and we, and we are amateurs. And uh, with 
uh, with that, you know, we're going to make silly mistakes every now and then we're going to, you know, exit the corner wrong, get the wheel off on the grass and spin out. And, you know, there, there's going to be mistakes, but uh, the quality of racing that you see here is uh, way higher than you'll see at, in, in other instances in, in uh, simulation races and online races. And I think that has to do a lot with the ability for people to send in instance that they see that are inexcusable or against the rules of violations and that there is a staff here at iRacing. There's a staff of six people who review these incidents and, and uh, give consequences for uh, very poor behavior. And I, th I think that that level of racing, even though we are amateurs on iRacing, you know, a lot of people that race are the amateurs, they are, they are still trying to do their best and they are still trying to achieve the best result and not at the expense of the other drivers out there in most cases. And when, when somebody, you know, when it happens that there's somebody out there that doesn't care about other drivers, we will soon figure that out and we will address that issue. I think you hit the nail on the head on a very important part of this as well. And what really helps set iRacing aside from, from other titles is we have a staff of six professionals who their sole responsibility at iRacing is to steward these these incidents. They, they have no other responsibilities. It's not when they have a moment, oh, I take a look. This is what they do. This is their career. Uh, they're professional stewards. They're just doing it in the eSports arena. And uh, you don't see that often. And that's, that's a pretty cool opportunity that we have here at iRacing. It adds a lot to the the seriousness of uh, the, the racing that we do and the seriousness of our sport. And I, can, I tell you, these guys are... Each, each one of these uh, the stewards that we have look at 150 tickets a day, you know, and they that's what they do all day long. And their goal is to make the correct decision on each ticket. That's awesome. That's great to hear. I mean, we know what you guys do, but not, not the whole community doesn't know that. So it's great to hear, you know, such a big, dedicated group. But the, the topic we were just covering about, you know, whether they're they're amateurs or pros. I think that's a good segue into what Tyler does because the sporting code applies in all these world championship series, um, obviously, right? Uh, whether we run it in a league or not, but they're held to the same standards in terms of how they treat people. But we also know that these uh, men and women are the top sim racers in that category in the world, right? Or at least some of them. And, and we have higher expectations of them in terms of how they handle themselves on and off track. We have uh, partners involved, even kind of on a deeper level, whether it's, I mean, NASCAR is involved in all of our stuff, but on a higher level with the Coke series, partners like Porsche, um, and then sponsors on top of that, Coca-Cola, Tag Heuer, whoever, right? So they have expectations as well and want their brand represented. So Tyler, how do you deal with things like that in, in, in the Porsche series or the Coke series or the Dirt series or any of those things? Yeah, so like uh, Nim is saying, it's it's it's, that's exactly right. So like on the membership side, it's, it's, you're looking for intentional or unintentional or malicious or, or, or things like that. But at the pro level, these guys are just so good that we still have to find a way to hold these guys accountable. They're not going to go out there and intentionally wreck people. I mean, you know, they're not supposed to, it happens, but they're not supposed to. It doesn't happen often so, though. Right. There's, right. There's more on the line for them to lose. Right. So, right. So like in the real world, you have, you know, you have, you can make your team owner mad. You can cost your team money. You can do all these number of things that, or you can get hurt. I mean, there's the, all these things that hold people accountable and how do we simulate that in an online environment and be fair for everybody. So what we have is basically a system where, we review every incident. Well, it really depends on the series, but like in the Coca-Cola series, we review every incident and we are just trying to assign fault for the incident. We're not looking for an intentional or unintentional or malicious or not malicious. We're looking for who's at fault. So the the point of that is after – so if, if a driver's out there and he's causing an incident every week, he's going to get a penalty, some sort of penalty to try and just correct the behavior like hey settle down just race within your your within your means and race respectful and, and all those things but so really the the system's in place to see repeated behavior and if if somebody's repeatedly causing trouble on the track 
we hit them with a penalty or some kind of a reprimand for for that. So that's that's the difference in the regular protest system versus the esports side. So that's kind of our way to hold drivers accountable and try to create that realistic element that we don't have, which is like fear of crashing and and damages and all that stuff. We just um, so if somebody's continually causing trouble, we we handle it in a you know with a penalty and try to move on from there but um you know that's it's it's quite a bit different from the regular protest side in, in that respect yeah it's like i said it's in the beginning it's, it's different or it's the same but it's different um now tyler we don't do live we don't do like live penalties but that's doesn't mean that we we haven't done live penalties for these these world championships events I, there's been a few different times because I, I think there's a this is a misnomer for for our esports there's there have been times where you have stepped in in the heat of the moment and took care of a situation to prevent it from having a competition impact further right absolutely like we're, we're there in all these esport races uh an official is there and they have the right to step in if they feel necessary. We we try not to, and we kind of make it a, a common practice not to, which um, you know competitors better or for worse. That's that's the way we do it, and we handle everything post race. I mean, so let's just say somebody goes on a wrecking spree in one race, causes a bunch of accidents, not on purpose, but he does it, and then after the race we review the incidents. And if he meets a certain threshold, he may be suspended, or we may just he may just have to like have a serve a qualifying penalty where he can't qualify in the next race. But all that's done after the fact, like post race. But there are instances where like if somebody's out there and they let's just say somebody does intentionally wreck somebody or they they get mad and they full throttle the, the guy in front of them, we will step in and kick them out of the server or or some other kind of penalty if, if necessary. And that also goes to like chat on the radios. We try to keep the chat in these pro events to um, race related chatter or, you know, keep it professional. And if they don't, we may have to step in and cut somebody's chat off, you know, those ty type of things. But yeah, for the most part, we try not to intervene in the race, like live as it's going, but uh, we definitely look at everything post-race. Then in that same vein, Nim, I, I think you have some. Uh, you're famous or infamous for some Twitch clips where uh, you have done this live during official races. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my job is to take care of, uh, uh, to enforce the sporting code and take care of any infractions that I see, whether that is live or a protest that comes in. I, I don't know that I'm obligated to do so, but. It's you know my job is more than just my job. It's 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 I care about the the service and if if I'm in a race and I see somebody who is behaving very poorly and they need their chat turned off, I'll turn it off right there. Or if I see somebody doing something that they need to be ejected from the service, I'll I'll do it right there in the in the chat and uh, I have no problems doing so. Uh, uh, you know most of the time when I'm racing though, uh, I race in VR. And uh, so most of the time I'll take care of whatever issue it is, it is, uh, you know, after the race, if you, if, if, if something's so bad that I'm racing in VR and I need to pull over and stop my race to take care of an issue, there's going to be very, pretty big consequences. For that <laughs> You've guy. really gotten out of the bad yeah, side yeah, at that the, point. You're going to, you're going to, you're not going to be racing for a while. The, if the I staff have to challenge like is, is going downhill <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So. <laughs> Show of hands, how many people on this have turned somebody's chat off in a live race? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's everybody raise their that's hands. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> on camera, yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, that that usually gets a lot of ooze in my my experience. Uh, my experience is that that chat sort of, if it's gotten to that point where I need to pull over and, and do that because I can't drive and do that command, even though it's only a couple clicks, I'll crash and take out half the field. But that means chat's gotten to a, a bad level and. Yeah. But as soon as that happens, it cleans right up. It's funny how that happens. Yeah. yeah. That's well, why I, I try to step in when it happens because, like, if you don't, it just snowballs. Like, the, yeah, the attitude of everybody in the race, it just goes downhill, and, and it's just not an enjoyable experience for most people. So the one thing so – oh, I'm sorry, Greg. No, Greg, no, go. If I'm in uh, – sometimes I'm in the race, and I'm, it's recognizable that I'm in the race. People know who I am and what job I do. So there will be comments, uh, 
you know, about that. But if it's happen, if it happens in the race, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll just say on chat, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm right here, you know, or something like that. And, but I was in a race at Suzuka once there was a sports car race going on and, uh, we were, there was racing and these two guys were just going at each other and just cussing each other and stuff like that. And somebody, one of the customers, one of the drivers in the race stepped in and said, Hey, do you guys know that Nim's here? And then I just said, you know, I said, I, I just said, it's no worries that uh, these guys are putting my kids through college, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just took care of, took care of that after the race was over and everybody kind of got a chuckle. It kind of diffused the situation that was going on in there. So, yeah, that's and and the few times that I've have done this, it, it usually is prefaced with, a, "Hey guys, I'm trying to have fun, not trying to work. Please don't make me work." Yeah. And well. that like just try to diffuse it because at the end of the day, everybody signed up for the race wanting to have a good time. We would yeah. like them to continue having a good time. Now, if the response is for me to go f myself, well then then maybe <laughs> maybe there's a couple of clicks even if I am in VR, but. Uh, it's it's definitely uh I I think it, when staff appears in a race whether it's Nim or Tyler or me or Kevin or anybody I find that if if it's pointed out that one of us is there the race typically is a little bit cleaner do you guys find that or do you find that they're just trying to wreck you uh for the most part I think that that's true that people race a little bit cleaner there are the the occasional guys um that will okay that's a staff guy let me you know i'm in i'm in discord with a few of my friends uh let me go up here and see if i can make them laugh a little bit you know rub on rub on uh this guy's door a little bit just because we're not supposed to be near him uh and this is last week at atlanta the arca cars were at the new atlanta track where it's just driving you know uh very close together and safely and i had somebody that was driving me very very much like that and i suspected he was trying to get uh some credits with his pals uh, on uh, whatever because he was rubbing my door no matter what we were doing and he is hey, a high high quality driver he just wanted to get that i let you win award <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did have a dean our, our database administrator run a report it's probably been a year ago but nim does lead the entire staff and <laughs> i let you win awards but uh, that's because out. he probably races the most. Exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I, I bet that I have a higher percentage uh, in terms of how many I've given out. Because Nim usually finishes quite a few spots ahead of me. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the running for giving out a few of those. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for taking the time today. Uh, I always sit, enjoy sitting down with uh, different departments and, and different staff members and just kind of going over the the wide range of things that people really don't understand that go on behind the scenes that make iRacing what iRacing is. So appreciate you guys sitting down and, and taking the time with us. And uh, yeah, let's get back to the show. All right, great to sit down with those guys. Always a ton of fun. The banter after the uh, the recording goes off is even better, I can assure you. And the trash talking, especially directed toward Kevin Bobbitt in the current season race challenge, uh, is top notch. So. Got anything to say for yourself, Kevin? I don't. I, no, because I deserve it. So. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. This well, is let's... why I don't do the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to things that are coming to iRacing in the near-ish future. Kevin, uh, big announcement uh, coming from BMW, the BMW LMDH, the first uh, GTP car, uh, first GTP IMSA car that we have. Uh Coming to iRacing, they announced it. BMW announced it at Sim Live uh, just a couple weeks ago. They did, and uh, got you know super excited about it. it. It's from BMW, the chassis Delara, two of our biggest partners. So been working on that really hard. Um, when is it coming? I can't say for sure. Hashtag soon. How soon? soon? How soon? Soon, very soon. Oh, um, but that's about all I can say. So Ooh. haven't been approved to say anything further, but it's coming soon. Um, really excited about it. Obviously, that's a car that's going to race in the IMSA series and some other places. Um, so maybe an upcoming special event. What do you think, Greg? Uh, I can't. I, I've said too much. <laughs> I've said too much. So uh, I can't say I've driven it. It's a lot of fun. So uh, it, it, I'm excited about the whole new class just in general in the real world racing. It's awesome. It's, it's great for endurance racing. It's, it's uh, you know, and, and I love the name, the GTP that IMSA is using. You know, the throwback, throwback. Yeah. that's super cool. 
yeah, really cool. Excited for this car. Excited to see whenever it comes to iRacing. And, and when it does show up, like Kevin said, we're going to have it in the IMSA series. We're going to throw it in the uh, European Sprint series and, and some endurance events as well. The question is just uh, you'll find out when it's coming, when 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 we tell you it's coming, I guess. Who <laughs> <laughs> in next time to find out when it comes? Yes. When we find out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We have some other really good updates coming, and this is just a little teaser. This is not the full build shebang that will be coming to a podcast near you, uh, but uh, some some complimentary updates. Uh, there'll be a video coming out this week with it. Uh, huge update to our GT3 class. Uh, first of all, new damage across them all. All eight cars have the new damage model. Very excited about that. That is a huge project. I think we spent six or seven months working on that. Uh, major aerodynamic overhaul, major tire overhaul. Uh, it is like a whole new thing, which is pretty cool. Excited about that. And then uh, to complement that, the Delara P217 LMP2 has been updated as well. It got a big tire update, uh, and that is uh, so. All of these cars that race in endurance events are going to play very well together. Um, I will say this: the, uh, the the P2 doesn't try to kill you over bumps anymore. Huge fan of that. Huge, huge fan of that. You can you can look at a curb and not go skipping like a rock over a pond because that has happened. Let's be honest. So we we're looking good there. I thought that was just my driving, Greg. Well, I mean that does exacerbate it a bit, but yeah. <laughs> little column A, little column B. Me and Kevin are making fun of each other. Chris just makes fun of himself. <laughs> Chris can do this all by himself. Out of both of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> my strategy. <laughs> The best. Plus, I can edit to make myself is a, is a defense really or the best defense post. is a good offense. I don't know. One of those things. I don't know yeah. what's the score of a uh, of a. Uh... Don't tell me. I've paused the game, so don't tell me if there's any. No, update. I'm not watching it. I'm focusing on work right now. Oh, behind me, there's a pause screen. Oh, I thought I'm you had it up on a monitor beside you. I didn't realize it was in your living room next to your couch. Yeah. <laughs> on a large screen. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, let's move on. Uh, more stuff coming with the build. These are just little teasers that were relevant to the BMW LMDH announcement whenever that's coming to iRacing. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff coming. You know, maybe a track or two, maybe some other cars, some other big updates, an oldie that got a big art update. You know, things of that nature that you'll find out about soon enough. So... Uh, what's what's coming? Uh, what to watch for in the coming months, Chris? E-NASCAR, Contender Series, and the College Series are both running, right? And the International Series, and oh, they're all there's another the line there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I broke it up. That's that's my bad. You're you're reading my outline verbatim, which I appreciate. But when I screw it up, it's again, it's my own fault. Um, but best defense is a good offense, right? Uh, so all three <laughs> series, same cars, but they're doing entirely different things. The Contender Series is your path to qualify for next year's NASCAR Coca-Cola I Racing Series. Some heavy hitters in there this year, including Ray Alfala, who's having to fight his way back in. Uh, the College Series for the best academic talent in North America. They're running time trials uh, with our partners over at Playfly Esports. Um, and those those races all stand alone. you got about two weeks to qualify in before the big show happens. Uh, so we've got all sorts of information on the website about all that. And then the International Series for... You know, that exciting mix of all the different drivers who run NASCAR all around the world. Not only the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series, but the NASCAR Pinty Series up in Canada, the NASCAR Mexico Series. We've also got some of the NASCAR Drive for Diversity drivers in there. Uh, it's a really exciting mix. They always put on a good show. Uh, it's an interesting lineup of tracks that I don't think you see anywhere else, because not only do you have some of the ovals over here, but we also hit the road course at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. And Zolder in Belgium. So Great uh, pair that up with places like Darlington. And yeah, you don't get that mix a lot, do you? Zolder's great. I love Zolder. There will be people in the forums that come at me. I don't care. Zolder's fantastic. There's <laughs> there's so many cool little details in, in the way that we represent that track. It's 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 fantastic. So, All right. Uh, moving on, though. Next up on the agenda, Kevin, you want to take a airplane ride? Go for a trip? Yeah. What are you doing next week? We'll go to Germany. Let's go to Germany. Let's go to Germany. I'm racing Expo. Yes. This We're is back our... again. We do not have a booth, so we'll just be wandering the halls and, and uh, visiting multiple partners, uh, whether it's you know constructors and manufacturers, hardware, 
anything. Love to catch up with anybody that's there. So uh, look for us. We'll be probably wearing some iRacing gear, uh, so we'll be easy to find. Yeah, Kevin's going to have some sort of prizes in his pocket, so definitely go harass him. <laughs> oh, I didn't, here we, go. we didn't talk about that beforehand, and yeah. I just made that up. But it's interesting. It, it'll make it more fun. But, yes, I'm always excited to go to Sim Racing Expo. Uh, Kevin and I always have a good time. Sometimes there's shenanigans. I mean, the, the flat tire that costs a lot. Yeah, no rental money. car this time. No so rental we car this safe. time. So there's that. Taking a train. That's That'll be new. Right? Yeah, we should. Not all the way. We're taking a plane first and then a train. So. Yeah, I don't want to take a train across the Atlantic. I feel like I need yeah. a snorkel, and it's yeah, cold. Yeah. But, yeah, really excited for that. We're going to be over in Europe for, a, a, shoot, about a week. And yeah. also, great opportunity to meet with everybody in the industry. We have some great partners that are there. We get more done the week we're at Sim Racing Expo than I swear in the month or two before that as far as you know, partner relationships and planning and, and things of that nature. So very excited about that. Um should go find my passport today. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, hopefully mine's not expired. That would be a problem at this point. <laughs> <laughs> mine's not. I had to go find it to renew my driver's license. So, <laughs> you need your passport to renew your driver's license? If you're... Well, I was gonna go get the real ID, and then I. Uh... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got Then I too. only had three out of the four things checked off, but the passport wasn't expired. So they're like, "You're fine uh, for now." And yeah, me oh. me not understanding bureaucracy. It's. <laughs> you Nobody and everybody does. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so other stuff coming up. We've got the winter derby kicking off this weekend. Uh, pretty excited about that. We are doing both a fixed version, fixed setup version and an open version. Going to get a chance to go rip around in the super late model at five flags. Uh, always a great time. Uh, and then coming soon in the near future ish. Kevin's going to cringe here, but I don't care. Special events calendar for 2023 will be announced as soon as we finalize the little details that are still sitting out there. Uh, lots Aspect. of events, over 20 special events for next year, not to mention some some uh, other partner series that are year-long coming back. I'm sure you're going to see something with a BMW at some point going around a track. Creventic uh, has confirmed they're going to come back for next year, so we'll have four big 12-hour events with them uh, and plenty more. So... Lots of good stuff. Kevin's raising his pin. He wants I'm to raising my hand. I, 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 we forgot to mention there's DLC coming out for the World of Outlaws. <laughs> there's DLC coming out for the World of hey, Outlaws Chris? game. End there of the sure month. is DLC. Um, but also on the on the main service, we have the iRacing World of Outlaws CarQuest Sprint Car Series is also kicking off starting next week. So uh, we're going to have another pro series of that. That always runs through the winter now. Uh, it's going to be another fantastic show. 35 drivers, 10 rounds, 25K on the line once again. Uh, Kevin, you caught me off guard because I don't uh, – I'm drawing a blank on what the DLC is for the World of Outlaws game. You got to say it like uh, Tony says it. You have to say it like Tony says it. Come on. Reach back. How does Tony say it? He gets in there. I thought it was a big block, big block yeah. modified. Big block modified. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> big block modified. There's a UMP modified already came out. Yeah. So. I know. I just we just wrote the manual for the big block. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Should be so, out by so, the end of the month is what what I've been told. So. I was yeah, I was I guess I can't we haven't announced the release date, have we? Yeah. Well, I, I the know, end of the month is a week or so, so I know it's it. close. I was paying attention in the marketing meeting that we're not having this <laughs> week because thanks. That's right. I did cancel the marketing meeting. You did. I read my email. You're welcome. You're not getting pie stuff. <laughs> That's nope. that's time so you can bake no, another pie. For no pie for out. you. Yeah. So so what if I'm making two to make sure one of them turns out right? These are minor details. I don't know. I think people should respond. Is a pie without sugar a pie or is it a quiche? It's sugar free, but it's still going to be sweet. With what? Yeah, that's still a pie. Don't worry that's about it. That's not a pie. It's gonna I'm very firmly on the side that that is still a pie. Chris wants Vanilla's pie. Not sweet. Chris wants pie. You don't get right. pie. It, Fair enough. Pie is fun to say. Coming in our next podcast, a review of Greg's baking skills. How's that? I thought. Uh, plus, I thought a quiche was more egg-based. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, don't hate on a quiche. I do love a good quiche. I like uh, quiche too. I just don't like no you false advertising a pie. That's all. <laughs> you don't get pie. Laura might get pie. Connor might get pie. You get no pie. I mean, Fair enough. Okay, but in fairness, what what about a shepherd's pie? Like, how much sugar is there in a shepherd's pie? That is also false false advertising. Uh, Chris is, <laughs> and I love shepherd's pie. Chris makes a really good point. So. All right, I guess I'm just wrong. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for listening to this That's edition the of the iRacing Pie. Down now that I'm talking to you, that was a very good. Uh... <laughs> well, I missed it, so I'll just oh, have to hear a... it back in editing. This is a disaster of a podcast. No, it's great. <laughs> and, and people do not listen to the iRacing Downshift for the quality. They listen for us yelling at each other. All right. Well, then we're doing a fine job today. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this edition of the iRacing Downshift. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else Chris has put this thing. For Kevin Bobbitt, Chris Leone, I am Greg West. For those of you in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you up the track.